ladies and gentlemen, welcome and thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Ball Is Not Life podcast. I'm your host, your co-host, and your favorite special guest, Ed Cotner Jr. And we're going to talk a lot about ball and just a little bit about life. Y'all know what time it is, baby. It's game time. Let's go. Yo, what is going on, good people? Episode 10, we back up in this thing. Day after the Super Bowl, we got a lot to talk about. Shout How y'all doing, man? Welcome. Um, welcome to the Ball Is Not Life podcast. If this is your first time hearing this, you are about to experience someone so cold, man. I'm your host. My name is Ed Cotton Jr. And that's Jaren Cotton. Y'all hear my baby? She made her appearance. What's up, bud? And uh, 10 times, man, we we back on the mic, back in the saddle. Um, And I'm so glad to be here. I'm so glad. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I hope y'all had a great Super Bowl Sunday. She want to watch TV. I'm going to leave that in there. <laughs> I hope you had a great Super Bowl Sunday. And um, I did. I hope y'all won some money. It's so much to talk about, man. Like the, the Super Bowl, obviously, or the big game. I don't want to get in no trouble. Is is a topic that everybody's kind of talking about today. Um, but then we're going to get into uh, try to get into some pacers i could probably talk about the super bowl for like five hours man because there's a lot that happened yesterday so we're gonna get the facebook live going but while that's cranking up man you know what i'm saying like the pacers are are what 12 and 12 so about 25 games in um maybe what 33 percent one third of the way through the season i guess you could say just using roundabout numbers and then boys is struggling um so we need to figure out, maybe figure out what's wrong with the Pacers. What's wrong with the NBA in general? Because the, the NBA betting has been um, off, to say the least. Like, the, the, the gambling in the NBA has been weird. Like, the out, gambling outcomes is dangerous right now. Because everything that's supposed, like, nothing happens that's supposed to happen. Teams are supposed to win by 20 or losing by 40, vice versa. Chaos is breaking loose in the NFL. And I, you know, or M- NFL. That tells you what my mind really is. Chaos is breaking out in the NBA. They talking about having an all-star game. Boys talking about they don't want to play an all-star game. Shit's happening in the NBA, man. It's just not right. So we may or may not get to that. If not, we're going to crank up another episode at some point. Uh, but yeah, the Facebook Live is going. What's up? What's up, man? I Listen. <laughs> I I shared something earlier this morning saying that Patrick Mahomes was overrated and I am being beat up for that. And I just want to start off by saying I didn't mean it. But I did hear somebody yelled it out yesterday um at softball. That's another thing I want to talk about too, is this indoor softball. I heard somebody yell out that Mahomes is overrated and it just shook me to my core. And I was like, oh my gosh, the boy loses one big game and people are panicking calling him overrated. I don't even know how to start this thing. First of all, 
we established weeks ago that Tom Brady's the GOAT. Greatest quarterback of all time. I'm not getting into this arguing about whether or not he's the greatest athlete, greatest football player, the greatest of this, the ring, the ring conversation. That's trash. And I don't want to do that because I think when you have ring discussions, you got to talk about team discussions. Robert Ory tweeted to Tom Brady, welcome to the seven club or welcome to the club because Robert Ory also has seven championships. There aren't many people who have seven championships. So if Robert Ory says, welcome to the welcome to the club, we know that Tom Brady is a better quarterback than Robert Ory was a basketball player, right? And if we take it to another level, I also ask the question, when we talk about greatest athletes, when we talk about, you know, the, the goats of, of, of sports in general, but, you know, just great athletes in general, how come Bill Russell never gets mentioned in these conversations? Because Bill Russell has 11 championships. Casey Jones, the one other player that was part of those teams, has 10. And everybody jumped in and said Bill Russell played against uh, – <laughs> somebody said Bill Russell played against uh, woodwind instructors and something else. And I'm okay with that argument. But if you talk about if rings is going to be the qualifier, if rings is the thing that is, that determines what is greatness, then we got to talk about teams. And that's relevant, especially yesterday, because – Tom Brady had a good game, but that Tampa defense had a great game. So for all the credit that Tom Brady gets, Tom Brady this, Tom Brady that, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that on an individual level. I was cool with that before we even got to this game, before the ball was even, before the coin was flipped, which I lost money on the coin flip. Not a lot of money, but I bet on the coin flip and I lost. Um, But before that coin went up in the year, we knew Tom Brady's elite, great GOAT status was established as the greatest quarterback to ever play the game of football. We talked about that on the last episode. We know that. But this yesterday's win doesn't make him the GOAT. And the problem I have with yesterday's win is a problem I've always had. Tom Brady had a great defense. That's not Tom Brady's fault. So let me lob that out there. It's not Tom. Tom don't play defense. Tom's not the defensive coordinator. You know, Tom is on offense, and Tom went and got his boy Gronkowski. He went and got Antonio Brown. You know, Bruce Arians was like, hey, I just quit coaching him. Tom is prepared, you know, yada, yada, yada. Tom did his thing on offense. And kudos to Bruce Arians for being a good enough coach to understand how great Tom Brady is as a player and for allowing Tom Brady to operate in his excellence. We know that Tom is a thinker. We, you know, he talked about Tom having notebooks and all these great things about Tom Brady. And instead of being a coach that says, well, Tom Brady was this in New England, but I'm not Bill Belichick. We're going to do it this way. He was smart enough to understand that he's got one of the greatest athletes of all time. You have to say that. Um, one of the greatest winners of all time. We'll say that. Um, but you've got potentially the greatest quarterback of all time on your roster. Let that man get to his spot and operate in his greatness and in his excellence. And that's what he did. So shout out to Bruce Arians for that. Um, but I, I, I just haven't I just take issue, man, after watching a little bits of that game that I was able to watch last night and then sitting down and watching it today. I turned it on this morning and just kind of let it run. And man, that that defense. I've said before, man, I just have a problem with football, with football goats. Like there was a punt where uh, Kansas City punted the ball. I think it was second quarter. But he dropped the ball. He punted. He gets the punt off, but then there's a penalty. Pringle makes an excellent play. 
There's a penalty, comes back, you re-kick the ball, and instead of them being on the 35-yard line, they're now starting in plus territory on the Kansas City 40, 38, 39, something like that. That's a huge difference. Tom Brady didn't get that 40 yards. Then if you look at that, at that, that one of those last drives in the second quarter where you had a holding call and then you had the, the, the penalty on Matthew in the end zone, you know what I'm saying? And then I think the touchdown happened. Brady chases down Matthew. Matthew chased him back down. Another penalty on Matthew. Like those, those are the little things where Kansas City fell apart. But I'm just like how much of that is Tom Brady's greatness? Football is such a different sport, man, because you they talk about coaches are always talk about football when it in terms of all three phases. They talk about football in three phases. Oh, we were great on all three phases, offense, defense, special teams. It's cliche, it's media training. We understand those things. But at the end of the day, it's accurate. You gotta be good in all three phases of the game. Special teams last night, like I said, Kansas City, he muffed, he muffed the 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 uh whoa. Bill Baino just resigned his job citing mental health issues. What the hell? Bruh. Pacers assistant coach Bill Baino has resigned his job, in case y'all didn't just catch that. So for those of you watching on Facebook Live, it's a little bit of breaking news right there. I don't know what's going on. Woes tweeted it. I got the notification. You know. So I hope that he is able to find the help that he needs because y'all know how I feel about mental health. That is of the utmost importance. So I hope that Bill Baino finds the help that he needs and is able to be his best self for his family. Um, and like some from for real thoughts and prayers to his family, man. I don't, I don't mess around with that mental health stuff. I hope he's able to get that right. Um, but getting back to the game, you know, when you when you drop a punt and then you you have a penalty, that's 20 yards. And then you got the guy Jones, you know, unsportsmanlike conduct because you want to punch a guy in the face. That's, you know, more free yardage. You got to be good in all aspects. So for as bad as Kansas City was in certain aspects at certain times, Tampa's defense was just that good. Score was what? 14-9, something like that, 14-6. Kansas City's within striking distance. Bang, bang, penalty, bang, bang, touchdown. Game's over. Mahomes on offense. That offensive line was torn to pieces, and we knew it going into the game. People still went with the over. It's going to be hard. It's going to be a lot of scoring, a lot of scoring. I, and I told people, the few people that I talk to, I like the under. 60 points is a lot in a big game like this. No way they hit the over. No way Mahomes scores enough points. I took the under, I think, on his passing yards and something else and nailed it without question. Um. And again, these are just my gambling things that I, you know, have dealt with and gone through. Um, but I, I just uh, th- there was there was no way that over was happening. But to watch Mahomes run for his life like that—that that you're not going to win, you're not going to win many games, let alone win the Super Bowl. It's just not going to happen. You know, watching Tampa's defense clamp down and double on Kelsey, double on Hill. You know, watching them move. I, I did it. I watched a little bit more this morning to actually watch plays and listen to the breakdowns of the plays and that kind of thing. And watching how Tampa Bay was in tune with Kansas City's motion offense and how much motion was going on and how they were in sync with Kansas City's offense to an extent to where it just really gave them an advantage. You had offsides penalties because they just knew what was coming. So again, kudos to to Bruce Arians and to uh to Todd Bowles, defensive coordinator for, for Tampa. You gotta get them guys their props. 
So when it when we talk about Tom winning another Super Bowl and being the greatest, Tampa's defense was spot on last night. They didn't miss a beat. So you know the MVP is a joke. We know what that's about. But you know Tom he reunited with Gronk. Think it what nine games or something like that. Tony Romo mentioned where him and Gronk hadn't scored, hadn't made a got a touchdown. Gronk hadn't received a touchdown pass from Brady. Then you find two in a Super Bowl. Familiarity, it matters. Friendship, they got that connection. They're there. They got that bond. What happened in New England matters. Tom knew to find him. You know what I'm saying? So we know Tyreek Hill went nuts. Oh, man, that Tyreek Hill situation. Y'all, that was weak. That was real weak, man. That Tyreek Hill situation, you know what I'm saying? Like that first game, he had 200-plus yards receiving in the first quarter. I had Tyreek on my fantasy team. So I remember that, and it was just like, Yeesh. That Tyreek Hill flag was garbage. Not the flag itself was not garbage. That the, as an official, you have to call what you see. That was taunting. But for for Tyreek to get upset, for people to get upset, only to find out that Winfield is the guy that Tyreek was chucking up the deuces to in that game early in the season when he was running up and down the field for Denver 300 yards by himself. You earned that, bro. That man did a backflip in the middle of a football game. Not in the end zone. He did the backflip into the end zone. Are you mad because somebody in your face chucking up the deuces? You deserve that. You got to take it the way you give it, especially in sports. Y'all know I'm competitive. I don't say a whole lot unless I'm ready to take it back. And a lot of times, I'm just not ready to take it back. So I learned to keep my mouth shut. So that, that penalty, you know, the penalty was warranted based on the spirit of the rule. But um, I, I, I just, you know, I don't like the conversation because at first I was like, oh, man, that's dirty. But then to go back and ha- to hear that man say, hey, he chucked up the deuces and disrespected me, did a backflip in my face. Yeah, Tyreek, you got to take that. Devontae Adams, oh, he still killed Joe in that first game. Don't be a loser, bro. Don't be a loser. I know y'all beat us. You lost. Y'all got these players, man. <laughs> you got to stop. You on the wrong side this time. Um, let me read this comment. Tom Brady knew that, played it to his advantage. Yeah, man, Tom, you know, Tom is great at that. Aaron Rodgers is great at that. Peyton was always great at that. On, on the one call where, as a matter of fact, it was a Tyron Matthew interception where uh, I don't know the young guy's name on, I don't know, out of the, at the corner, but my man was holding Mike Evans. That was the weakest holding call that I've seen in a long time, especially in the Super Bowl. Tom knew as soon as he threw that ball, ball was tipped, flag hit the ground, and Tom was like, it's holding, it's holding, five yards first down. You got to execute. As a Colts fan, we said the same thing for the Chiefs. We was like, man, I'm sorry, not for the Chiefs, for the Saints. When the Saints beat the Colts, we was all like, oh, man, the refs did this and the refs did that and yada, yada, yada. But then it was like, if the fans can see it and the fans feel like it's going to be biased one way or the other, then the players got to execute. There's no excuse as a player to not tune in to, to what's happening. We've all been around our kids playing sports um, at some level. You know, I y'all know I ref. I talk about it all the time. I've coached. And my thing was, yeesh, my thing was always, especially now as an official with these kids, my thing is always, um, you know, don't don't blame me as a referee. Coach your kids up. Talk to your team. 
It's not my fault. Number 17 fouled him three straight times. Number 17 needs to listen to me when I tell him to put his hand straight up. And Kansas City was the same way. They just fell apart. Watching Matthew run after Brady. Yeah, Brady came. He came at me first. He said this. He said that. He did. But you know the second guy is always the guy that gets caught. Same thing with the D lineman. Oh, he held me. He pushed me. So you punch him in the face. And then on the very next running play, the play is over, and he's lucky the officials didn't throw another flag because he jumped on top of Buddy's head. You got to be in tune, and you got to come correct, man. So I, I, I hate it. As a Pacers fan, I see it all the time. My favorite team falls apart, and it's like, oh, the refs ain't giving us this. Refs ain't giving us this. The refs ain't giving us that. <clears throat> so what? Go take it. It's not the ref's job. Yeah, they may feel a way about something. We don't know that. Kansas City just did not play well. Period. There's no two ways around that. You know what I'm saying? It it, it don't change. Angel, I'm gonna pull you in just a second, bro. Sit, give me just a minute. Cause I like I I man, there's so many ways to go with this. I didn't I didn't write now. Normally I take some notes and kind of have an idea how I want to do this, but I just really feel like everybody complaining about the game. Like, what game did you watch? Uh, it was a weak holding call because it was live working. Maybe it was weak. It was weak, JP. That's fine. But if you know that, if you see it's weak the first time, keep your hands to yourself in the end zone the second time. Don't hold, don't push off the third time. Mike Evans may or may not have caught that ball in a long pass interference. Steer clear. If he beats you, he beats you. But don't take the pass interference and then get up and get mad and throw a fit when they call it on you. Because you know what's coming. You know what's coming. As a player, you got to be better. All coaches will tell you that. Whether the call is good, whether the call is bad. As an official, I've looked at, at, at calls that my partner's made and been like, I wouldn't have called that. But that's my partner, so I got to support him or her. And, hey, they made the call as a foul. Now, you can ask that official what they saw. Don't come yelling at me for it. She made the call. He made the call. Talk to him. Have that conversation. But don't blame the officials when you lose a game. So, we're going to do something different. Um, I'm going to pull. See if I can get Angel in here. He ain't going to be on the mic, but that's cool. Let me see if this works. I don't know. I don't be pulling nobody in. Angel, you there? All right, we'll give him a second. But man, it, you know, it, it's just it's just crazy. Like I I just have a hard time blaming the officials. You know when when uh when that game was so one sided. That game that game was not on the officials. You know, Mahomes. Uh, Mahomes did what he could. I think he still was lingering, had some turf toe. Lingering effects of that turf toe. Um, he said he was 100%, but I don't believe that. Because late in the game, I saw some limping. Obviously, he took took some shots. He had to, you know, do what he had to do to pretty much save his life at some points in that game. It's just too much. It's just too much. So, we're going to see if we can get Angel pulled back in here. Uh, There he is. 
What up, bro? <laughs> How y'all living down there? I hate you. I, I hate you. I hate you forever. Hey, man, y'all, uh, so what you think about last night? First of all, first of all, let me, let me, let me throw this out there real quick. Hey, you breaking up. I'm losing you. There you are. You kind of in and out, but real quick, huh? What you think about the game last night, man? <laughs> the Chiefs is the Chiefs' fault, bro. They are a team that like to hold the receivers. The commentators said that before the game started and mm-hmm. during the game. But yet, but yeah, it's, it's, it's listen. There was a couple. There was a couple uh, calls that I uh, I feel like that shouldn't have been called. A PI, you know what I'm saying? The one in the end zone is a PI, bro. You can't stop a receiver in his route. See that one? I think I think they could have let that one go. That's what I think they could have let go, just because you you had a moment in the Super Bowl, you get five yards. I don't think that that one was worth it. But like you said, if y'all know how y'all are, Tom and like we just said, Tom Brady took advantage of that. He knew how they were. He took advantage of it, and that's that's where Tom sets himself apart from other quarterbacks and other players that have played the game before him. Is he's just he's on his game. He's all he always knows that kind of stuff. You can't argue that. But what I'm getting tired of, man, is all this NFL rig to make make uh, Tom Brady look like the the the, the goal. bro. If the NFL was rigged, he would be ten for ten in the Super Bowl. Agree. Second of all, I, I'm pretty sure to rig a, a football game, there's pretty sure laws against that. Uh, yeah, but. And do you think the NFL want to ruin a chance? If a chance that maybe get out there that uh that is being rigged, and then guess what? They fucked. Well, I'll, I'll say this. I think that. The games at times do get called one way or another, and there is some bias, um, and we know that. But I still think that at the end of the day, if it gets to a point to where it's too bad, it's going to become obvious, and there's no way you get away with it. Um, so I, 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 I guess I view it from a betting perspective too, because I always see how these numbers look. And especially like around March Madness time, and I see this stuff. And I've been in – I go to Vegas um, sometimes for March Madness, and you see these point spreads and how this shit works. And then, like, it's just like, how did this happen? Like, how did we get here? So, at times I wonder, you know, I wonder how much uh, Vegas has a hand in a lot of these outcomes in sports in general. But yesterday, man, that just 31-9 to or whatever it was, that, that's, not, that's not officiating. Like, th- there's – Cause like I said, like I said earlier, there's three phases to the game. So be better in special teams. Your punter got to punt the ball well. You know your your guys can't hold. You know 
on a, on a, on the your best punt, you can't have that call back for a holding. You know what I'm saying? You can't have your off. Now the offensive line was hurt. True enough, but Travis Kelsey had one in the second quarter where Mahomes hit him right in the hands and he dropped it. Crucial third down would have had the first down, beat the double coverage, dropped the ball. So man, you got to execute no matter what the officiating situation is. When you have chances to execute, you got to execute, and they just didn't get it done. So I'm not a Tom Brady fan. You said what? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They have plenty. That's what I said. They had plenty of drops, man, and plenty of chances. Oh, are you there? I think I lost you. Are you there? Okay, there you are. Uh, what about now? I see you. Yep. You know? They I mean they had chances. Hey, take two take two touchdowns away if they didn't call those pass to the fairs. Yeah. And that's what I said, man. Like they they beat they I don't want to say they beat themselves, but they just didn't execute, man, in times when they needed it. Like you you cannot give Tom Brady the ball back. First of all, you had them pinned down in their own end zone, in their own territory. And then you give up. A, it was a third and short, true enough. But you shouldn't be in third and short. You got three timeouts left, a minute left. Patriots or, or the Patriots, I tell you what my mind is. The Bucks are driving. You give up a first down, but then you start. You have two penalties on the drive. I believe it was two penalties that drive. They just absolutely destroy you. So, you you know, that that's not. Yeah, that, yeah Kansas City got the ball coming out of half. But you you just cannot fall apart against somebody as great as Tom Brady. Like, like I was saying earlier, the Chiefs, man, Tyreek Hill did what he did earlier. Bro, Tom Brady is not – and I, and I, and forgive me for, for, for sounding like a Tom Brady stand, y'all, for the people that know me. I hated Tom Brady with the Patriots. That fan hat kind of comes off, and I watch with a different lens when I'm watching him play with a different team, just like when I'm watching LeBron play with the Lakers. It's just different. You know what I'm saying? But Tom is not losing these games like the same thing with the, with the Saints. The Saints beat him in a regular season. Oh, with Drew Brees, Drew Brees. Tom's not losing that game a third time. Exactly. He's not. That that's you gotta forget the hate, forget all of the other stuff. We dealing with great quarterbacks, man. That's just not gonna happen with him. But that's the problem, though, bro. They hate Tom Brady so bad that they can't. They that's all they see. That's true. They can't take off that lens that you said. You have to. Are you, I know. I see it, man. And bro, and all he does is hate Tom Brady. Oh, it's rigged to make him look good. Come on, man. You can't be happy. But that's sports, and look. But but if you look at if you look at that same conversation with LeBron, like I I didn't like LeBron from day one. I don't know why I had, but then he was in the Eastern Conference and he just put us out. But Steph Curry's the same way. Golden State went from the golden team. Everybody loved him. Everybody wants to be a Warriors fan. Steph Curry changed the way we see basketball, the way these kids shoot threes. And now this season, 
it's all well. Steph Curry ain't this and that. He ain't an all-star. He overrated. Steph Curry ain't this. Steph Curry ain't that. Boom, he dropped 60 points and was like, y'all got to shut up. I hear you. I see you. Y'all got to shut up. And he said it. I see it. I take it personal. So, man, it's always easier to hate people, like, especially as a fan. As a Colts fan, Tom Brady destroyed my soul so many times. LeBron destroyed me so many times. Pause. But that's 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 the game. I didn't like Kobe the same way. It took me forever to like Kobe. And it was just like, he's great. I didn't like Jordan. Jordan killed the Pacers. Patrick, like all these teams, man, my favorite teams have been victimized by. Like I understand the hate, but at some point, man, you got to get older and just be like, man, look, you got to just respect greatness and admire it and leave it at what it is. People tired of seeing him. It's crazy that they can't. Hey, what? He's Yeah, I, I saw that conversation on Twitter, and I didn't get into it because I really don't know. First of all, hey, Granny, I see you. I love you. Sorry your Chiefs lost. <laughs> um, But, man, I don't – I don't. I saw that question. It was like, was it Belichick or was it Brady? And I don't – I won't go as far as to say it was either of them. Because because then at that point, if we do that, then we take away from what Bruce Arians was able to accomplish. And Bruce Arians was a coach here in Indy for a little bit, and he was a damn good coach. And he was a good, a great assistant in uh, in Pittsburgh with Bill Coward. So I'll leave that alone. But if it, it, you'll never know now because we see Tom got it done. Yeah, can I answer, Roy? You're right about that, Mr. Osborne. Um, I think I think it should have been a uh, Shaq Barrett that. Um, oh, got the MVP. Yeah. That defense is the MVP. It's gotta be. way that that MVP goes in because hell when the Colts won everybody here in the city was like why is like why is Joseph Adai and and Dominic Rose not sharing the MVP award like it's nothing against Peyton Manning but there's no way Peyton Manning was the MVP of that super at least for me um and I, I know a lot of other people that would agree like Peyton Manning wasn't the MVP like the the offensive line and the running game really carried the coach in that game especially because it was a messy game in Miami you know would have been what it was weather-wise but that's just what that is. Tom Brady's the face. Um, there was a question about it with Marshawn Lynch when Seattle didn't run the ball, and it was like, you know, are you are you afraid to have Marshawn Lynch as your Super Bowl MVP? And people was like, what? That sounds crazy. But here we are. It's fourth and one, third and one, fourth and one, and you don't run Marshawn Lynch? Then it, you know, you got to have the faces up front. Bye, Granny. I love you. I'll talk to you later. Sorry, man. I got to tell my Granny bye. She be, she be popping in on me, bro. But, um... You know the NFL is always gonna have the faces, man, and that's just that's just the way that goes. I and I, Tom Brady getting an MVP was understandable. 
it was a storyline going into it. There was no way it was anybody but Mahomes or Brady. And Brady's team got the – like you said, that defense, they they were spot on. They were they, they pressured. Now, Kansas City didn't have the offensive line. That's fine. But Andy Reid, you can say he didn't adjust or he didn't adjust his play calls. They were jumping the screens. Tampa showed up ready to go, man. Yeah. Bro, it's just. I think the game would have been even worse if our other uh, tight end, OJ Howard, was playing. But he's yeah. Um, when Cameron Bright was struggling, too. He played, but he wasn't at 100%. He had a back injury. Bro, like, and OJ Howard was balling this year before he got hurt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean. Hey, I about the defense carrying them yeah, through. That, yeah, that yeah. defense did carry them. Um, I, I, I'm a Bucks fan, man. I've been a Bucks fan since 1994. And this guy right here knows I'm a Bucks fan. There ain't no bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I agree with you, too, um, Mr. Osborne. Um, without that defense, they wouldn't have been in the Super Bowl. And my expectation, listen, my expectation when uh, we got Tom Brady is that, okay, I get to see him go to the playoffs. Yeah. And, um, Ah, oh, it was coming. They was close enough. They was close. Yeah. Oh yeah. I thought we was gonna win it next year. You know what I'm saying? Tom had too much around him. Between between Tom bringing bringing his bringing Gronk for one, regardless of what Gronk did throughout the season, bringing Gronk down there really changed everything for Tom because that's that's a security blanket, man. So he he brought a security blanket, but then he went and got AB, which I heard Bruce Arians didn't like that. But again, to me, that just goes that just goes to show. Go ahead. Yeah. You got a great coach. That's a sign of a great coach. Understanding you like a lot of coaches, man. And, and I don't know much about this, but I just in theory and think in my thinking out loud, a lot of coaches put players in situations, man, where players are they they fail. And we talk about how bad the players are, but a lot of times, man, the coaches don't understand their players and understand how to use them. And so now you got a guy down there that's like, okay, Tom Brady's this, Tom Brady's that. They struggled early in the season. Bruce Arians criticizing. And he was like, I'm not criticizing him. I'm telling the truth. Like, Tom didn't – he shouldn't have thrown an interception. He didn't play well. I need Tom to be better. And so they worked together, and Bruce said, it's your show. You run it. Tell me what you think you need. And, man, that's a sign of a great coach, man. That's that's a, a great sign of respect, you know, from, from the coach to the player, but also back to the player to take that trust on, regardless of if it's Tom Brady or anybody, to take on that level of trust and then to run with it and to look back at your coach and say, I got you. And to really make that work in the first year, that's crazy, man. Yeah. That's un that's unheard of. And it's crazy, bro, because Bruce Arians said that he let the his coaches make the calls. Yeah. You know, and I won't get in the subject because I've been in this topic all day in, in, you know, and do it. I, say I've it. Seen it. You, nope, say you know, it. 
They got they got they got six minority individuals on that team, if 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 not eight. And they got two women, bro. No, that that's got to be talked about. That's got to be talked about. You know, I'm the type of person that uh, I, I love others to succeed before I do. You know what For I'm saying? For sure. Yeah. So I make a post about how the Bucks have, have those people. I didn't know they had more than three. Yeah. I thought it was just left with their special team. Yeah. And, uh, and then both. And, and Tom Bowles. Mm -hmm. And the two females. So I made, you know, I was like congratulating them. Oh, that, that just. I went through I went through the comments briefly and man that that deserves to be talked about you know what I'm saying just because like I and, and that that's a whole other subject if you're not careful and I won't go into it now but in a league that's 70 plus percent black players and in a league where only what two or three of the head coaches are black and you got Eric Bieniemy, Todd Bowles obviously Byron Leftwich you got coordinators that are sitting there that are not getting these jobs so to look on Bruce Arians' sideline and to see he's got a little bit of everybody from everywhere doing everything, and he was like, if you can make my football players better, then we're going to hire you regardless. And so to see that man is dope, and we that needs to be celebrated because we need to see those faces, and we need to start seeing those faces get head coaching opportunities, showing that, hey, these people can lead players, man. They're people leaders. They got it in them. Forget the football. They can lead people. And if you can lead grown people, that's somebody I want to be around. saw it and like i said I, I went through the comment section and i'm a i'm a actually do because i actually recorded another episode and i saved it and i'm like i'm gonna revisit that but before this month is over i'm gonna revisit like the lack of diversity in nfl head coaching positions in in, in front i don't know how i'm gonna do it yet but i want to touch on that topic man because it's really important to me but i think it's important that we see women officials women on the sidelines like even in all sports like women need to be there black people need to be there like white like we need to discuss this man and really start pushing this stuff forward instead of it just being we gonna donate 20 million to these causes forget the money put your actions behind the money man and start hiring these people so it's definitely a conversation i don't like i said i'm gonna have that conversation i've been writing that down and kind of crafting that bro and it's gonna happen eventually but like, we got to stop being afraid to talk about that kind of stuff because it's important, like you said, to see people like women and to see black people get to those positions and understand that they that they add value. My, my thing is, bro, is that all, all types of life um, of humans deserve a chance. You know, if it's black, white, Puerto Rican, African, Russian, <laughs> if... You know what I'm saying? If they if they are good at what they do, and they was a head, uh, if there was a special team and and they did good, they deserve a shot. That's you know it. I, mean? and, I think one guy's like the strength and conditioning coach or something like that. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't care what the race is. They deserve a shot. You know what I'm saying? That's and, it. 
And because I congratulated, because I congratulated these wonderful human beings, it turned out to be I'm using the race car. Like if I was racist or something, man. Because you know I'm far from I'm far from racist. <laughs> I just bought this book, bro, and I'm reading this book from my book club at work. I, that's what I, that's what I've been on lately. And that's what this book is about, just having those conversations. And a lot of people just ain't ready for the conversation. So, like I said, I'm a um I'm I'm holding on to that, but I, I definitely took a screenshot of all those faces and names of those people because I'm definitely going um I'm a I'm a I'm a no, not the people that the people on the, on the book staff. I'm gonna um I'm gonna talk about that. And I and I think it's gonna kind of push some listeners away. And I'm okay with that because I want to be honest on this show. And when I do this pod, I really want it to be an honest show. Um, and that's something that's got to be discussed. So, I, but but I, I did see your post and I did kind of peruse the comment section. And I was like, people really upset about this, man. And I, I don't know why. Like, like we got to, it's okay to say, like, congratulations to them for, for, for Bro, reaching those goals. Hey, and, and I'm, <clears throat> I'm probably one of the most friendliest person you ever met. Yep, I know that. say you with it huh <laughs> I, I but I, I can dig that though I think and I and, and honestly I'm gonna use that bro and right on I'm gonna I'm gonna use that to kind of springboard into this next part of the conversation so I'm gonna take you off man but right on uh congrats again <clears throat> for sure yes sir I can't wait I'll catch up with you later look all right bro That was uh, Angel joined us on on the pod real quick. I had to get him in, man, to talk about that because I t- I told him to make sure he's available. But I just want to talk about that that Super Bowl thing real quick, man. But so the halftime show, I finally did watch the halftime show today. I gave it some time and I'd seen a clip of it like first thing this morning, late last night. But I actually sat down and watched the halftime show. That shit was ass. The weekend was garbage. I know a lot of people said y'all enjoyed the show. That show was flat. I, I don't. Oh yeah, Tony. He know, man. It. it I'm not even talking about it because I, I. I'm just. I'm in the tunnels. I'm just working. Promise. I'm. I'm not repeating Vegas. But what the weekend did, I don't know what money he spent. I hope he's able to get some of that money back because that show was flat. Um. There was no energy. The music. The audio was horrible. Um, there was a point where I was really getting into it, and I'm like, okay, he got the strings, you got the people bouncing. There was like the music should have been driving, and it just didn't drive. Like there was something was missing in the music. I don't know, but then him running around, and then y'all memeing him the way y'all did, and saying what y'all said. Somebody said this is the Pacers looking for the offensive. I, that, man, just ridiculous. I, I don't, I don't know. You know, he did it by himself. You know, he had the Michael Jackson thing going for him, which really wasn't going. And then he did the Beyonce thing where they on the field kind of running around in days. That shit was weird. That just was not a good halftime show. And I'm, I've am i seen The weekend live. Um, He was cool. 
it was better when I saw him live. It was better than that. It was a weird show because Gucci Man was there with him. It was a weird combo, but um, it was a decent show seeing him live. So I was kind of disappointed. I I didn't really have real expectations, but I was a little disappointed. You know, with the build up with this whole year long character thing and all that kind of stuff. Um, that I just wasn't impressed. So I'm gonna wrap up this portion of the episode because I'm gonna have to chop and screw all of this up to make um the the version that i post and share if you are still here or if you are if you watching this later thank you for joining um thank you for pulling up i can't tell you how much i appreciate the support i need it i'm not trying to spam nobody stuff so while you're here take a second and go like the ball is not life podcast page on facebook um i've been taking a break off of that kind of off of like sharing a lot just trying to find my way with this thing so I'm, I'm going to start recording every other week. That way I'm not in y'all face every week, just rambling. That way I'm not, you know, lose. I still enjoy it um, and have good content to talk about and not fiddling and fumbling my way through ums and oohs and eyes and trying to make stuff happen. I don't want to force this. So if you haven't already and you are still listening, go to the Ball Is Not Life podcast page on Facebook. Hit that like button. Hit that follow button. Respond to me when I post stuff. Um, holla at me, talk to me, what y'all want to hear, what y'all want to see, what y'all want to do. Angel was the first guest that was very spontaneous, but I told myself today's the day I'm gonna try this and it worked out better than I expected. Um, I'm, I'm rather pleased with the results. I still want to get the sound tuned up on the, on the audio and the recording and stuff, but overall I like how that worked out for me. So we're going to work on that some more and try to fine tune that, but y'all get at me. Let me know what y'all think. And, uh, I'm gonna catch up with y'all soon. I'll catch up with y'all soon.